1: especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights, including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now here's your host, Jennifer Justice.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. We're putting the business back into the lady business. Today, I have Deborah Smith, also known as Deb. Please call her Deb, okay? (laughs) She is the... co-founder and ceo of center cap group hi dad welcome
1: hey jennifer thanks for having me on today much
0: Oh, well, you're in florida right
1: i'm in normally sunny florida although it is not sunny today i don't know what the heck's going on with all this rain but it's it's not sunny florida but yes
0: yeah. I can see the rain in the background. So <laughs>
1: um,
0: thank you so much for coming on. I know you have a million things to do. And so that's why, you know, I want to get right into it. All right, let's get down to what you actually are doing at CenterCap Group. What is it? And how did you get into it?
1: Sure. So uh, the CenterCap Group is a boutique uh, real estate investment bank. We only focus on the real estate industry. And uh, it's, uh, I began my career working, I've always been in investment banking. It was originally at the bigger Wall Street firms. I started out with Morgan Stanley for many years. And then I've traveled around to a couple more of the other bold bracket banks before a hiatus over at CBRE Investors running their global m and business before starting up the CenterCap Group. And I, I have a business partner now. I have two our business partners are both women that we make it look easy and it's not uh, who, who now run their business and we essentially have three business lines the first is uh, advising corporations on the buying and selling of other corporations so if you want to grow strategically and you want to acquire or you want to expand inorganically we can help you do that All in Uh, real estate uh, though, right? All in real estate. All in real estate. So we work with big fund managers like Invesco, for example. Um, We would work with middle market fund managers as well of the same kind of business mix, Um, the Apollos, the KKRs. That kind of business is who we work with on the advisory, on the fund management side. Uh, we also work with the public REITs. That is our background. So, uh, a lot of the public companies that are out there that focus on real estate, they're our clients. And again, we help them expand either through acquisition or if they want to exit the business and pursue growth options that way, we do that. We also do capital raising. So, if you want to uh, acquire uh, a very large portfolio of real estate assets and it requires, you know, $100 million then we can help you raise that capital from other institutions in order to do that. So, and then the last piece, we have an advisory business, which is helping uh, clients either make investment allocations uh, to do strategic planning, um, to do fairness opinion work where we help you figure out the value of your company if you want it to sell. And so that's a separate piece. And we've continued to grow those three business lines since we started the firm in 2009. And where we are in every one of those pieces kind of depends on where the where the cycle is. So it kind of rotates between them, depending on the market cycle.
0: Right. So I mean, a key thing that you just said, right, is it's that right. you have an investment <laughs> bank in real estate with three women.
1: You got it. <laughs> and, yeah, I, and you know, the irony of that statement, as you say it, the irony is, is there aren't that many women in C-suite, in real estate investment banking. And we make it seem like there's a lot, but there aren't. And so we've gravitated towards each other. The three of us are incredibly good friends. Uh, we've known each other for a very long time. And we've worked across multiple firms together over the years. And so it's been quite a journey but you can look at the C suites of many of the banks, and you're not gonna find many pictures of women. I mean,
0: anywhere in real estate, right? Other than maybe workers and stuff, it's for the most part, any kind of corporate real estate company, it's mostly men.
1: That's right. And I think it's the, uh, what makes it exacerbate that is it's also finance, right? So it's finance meets real estate as two sectors. And those two, once you get them together, uh, there becomes even fewer women. And, you know, over the years, you know, when I was a junior banker, um, you know, I started in Australia and the person I started with, they hired two people in Australia that year. The other one was a woman, interesting enough. But when I moved over to the US for Morgan Stanley, I was probably maybe 20% of our class was women. And I can probably count how many women actually uh, were promoted from analyst up to associate 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Why and, is that, do you think? I mean, they were
0: of the 20%, only a few of them were promoted?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's, um, it's interesting. So I think about this a lot because at the time, I didn't think about it. Um, I just assumed all analysts were equal, all gender bears were equal. We all had the same skills and the same backgrounds, and I didn't think about it, but as I've gotten older and you get more senior, you realize there aren't that many there. And you're like, wait a second, where they all go? Uh, where were those people? And they're not. And I think it's a variety of reasons. Um, none of them sit on their own. I think women have a tendency not to go into finance. And there's reasons for that. It, it may have nothing to do with finance, but it's always perceived to be a more male-dominated space. But even though, you know, they could do finance in high school and be great math students, somewhere between there and working, they don't go into banking. I don't know where they are, but but they're not in banking. And, you know, for us who, you know, we're constantly hiring, I didn't see many female resumes. And so it's very difficult to have the same numbers when you're not having the same people show up, (laughs) the same volume of people show up. And I think that is definitely the case. Um, once they're there, why they don't stay, you know, I'm not sure. I, I think people would make comments about um, it's difficult for because uh, the industry, you work such long hours. I'm not sure it's different from your industry, actually. We work incredibly long hours, how you have a family within that. But then again, you know, I was across multiple lanes I had three kids. Uh, I've got four now since I had my fourth when we started. Both my business partners have three kids each themselves. And so we've done that. And I'm not quite sure um, whether it's it's we just did it our own way and said, this is what we're doing. So get with the program. Or women just assumed or they were in a circumstance where they didn't believe or couldn't progress with a family where they were and their groups or their firms were not willing to meet them where they were and I don't know which one of those things that is but I know that now I'm senior there aren't that many women and there is a huge push in our industry to promote women into senior ranks and to have them on boards and c-suite spots but again the same number of people aren't showing up so it, I think it makes it a lot harder to do.
0: I mean, so a lot of, you know, women in particular, it's really hard to work long hours when you're the primary caretaker of your kids. Right. And yeah. I know that firsthand being the only caretaker of my kids yeah. and, and having to work. But, you know, here's the, always the question that I've had and in the music industry. I know that the answer is. It's just not necessary to work that much. A lot of it is busy work. Like, is it necessary to work those long hours? That's part of, you know, that's one issue. And like, is it really that necessary? You know?
1: Yeah. And there's some merit to that. I I think, you know, when we started our firm, it was a little bit on the back of your comment just then. It's people like, well, how do you take on so many projects? How do you get so many deals done when you don't have that many people? I said, because we don't do any of the crap. Sorry if I shouldn't have said that, but we don't do the crap. Have, is totally allowed. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do the crap. So, you know, when I was an analyst, I had to create these stupid moon charts where there's a circle and whether something's likely or not to happen, it's whether it's an empty moon, if it's likely to happen, it's a full moon, and if it's halfway, it's a half moon. And I swore that if, when I was a senior banker, I would never make a person do those charts. Just put a number, zero, one to 10. I mean, just put a freaking number. You don't need to put the moon charts. So I swore we would never do them and I've never done them. And so now we have our own firm. We just don't do that stuff. We don't create pages for no reason. We don't have our guys' work and girls work on things that is not necessary. It's an efficient use of time. Um and we get to the same place, but we're we're more efficient about it. And I think in part though that it's driven not by just the industry of the banks that I was at. it's you know it's competition. And so banks are continually trying to add to each other for the same group of clients and how you do that by showing up and creating work and doing all these things. And so the industry's kind of gone a little bit that way as opposed to just saying, well, I'm going to show up. I'm going to take it better myself because I know my stuff and I don't need all this. And we run our firm on the ladder. But after being in banking at the larger firms for so many years, that is not how it always operates. (laughs) It is not always on. And so I'd love a dime. I'd be incredibly wealthy if I could get a dime for every page that I had to put together that I did not think was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) it.
0: I mean, for (laughs) me, it was like, I remember, you know, job I had and was like, all the guys were watching like FIFA or playing fantasy football for four hours. And I was like, yeah, I would be here till 10 o'clock at night too. If that's why I spent half of my work day, but I don't, I work. I mean, when I'm off, I'm off. And you know what? Sometimes I would even, um, you know, because I would do that. I would get my, a manicure pedicure in my office. (laughs) I would have somebody come to the office and do a mani pedi. And I would be on a conference call. And we had, by the way, all glass offices because I was like,
1: this is how I get things done. Yes. Well, look, I remember being a junior banker and um, we ate three meals a day in our offices and and there could be a war outside our windows and we would not know unless it impacted the connectivity to my computer. And so I remember those. Now, we had some amazing stories and we had a huge amount of fun. But I look back now and I remember many days I didn't go home um, I'd be in the office and go home to get a new set of clothes. And, you know, you'd be asked to go to a meeting the next morning saying, hey, you want to come to this meeting? Like it's awesome, right, for a junior person to do that. And you're thinking, don't ask me. I'm exhausted. I'd rather just go home and go to bed while you're not around. I mean, it's like it's a little bit of that. But, but at the same time, um, we learn a lot. And I wouldn't be where I am. If I didn't, if I didn't, I worked really, really hard, and I worked on a lot of really awesome deals, and to, to which I'm very grateful. But at what point, you know, I remember saying to a VP when I was an analyst, and a, a new person had just started, and they were working on something I thought was a little unnecessary, and I said, "Look," um, they said, "Well, that was my life when I was an analyst," and I said, "You know, there's two choices: you can make them do that because that's, that's what it was like for you, or you can make it better." knowing that's what it was like for you. <laughs> Which one of those camps do you want to be? Yeah, um, great point. And, and, and I constantly think about that when we're with our own people. And I say to them all the time, look, if you need help and, and you're working too many hours, you let me know and I'll hire somebody else because I can't judge what you're doing um, and I don't watch you. I just want my stuff done. And so if you need support, it's your job to come to me and say, Deb, I need you to hire somebody else. We need another body. And and we will do that. And so I tried to take those lessons learned from when all the things that I thought were horrible as an analyst and only keep all the good stuff, uh, but not all the crap. Um, and I'm not sure I get it right, but I try. Do I get an A for effort?
0: Look, there's something to be said when you first get into an industry and, you know, you have to spend a period of time learning and it's just like a big on ramp of like learning, et cetera. But the work to be busy, to be busy or basically hazing them as if you're in a fraternity or just like giving them work, to get yeah. work and like punish them. Like that stuff is over. It's, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like anybody, you know, we need lives. We need mental health. There's so many different reasons and being able, and look, if anything that this, you know, whole pandemic has taught us, it's like, we can get stuff done regardless yeah. if I'm sitting in front of you. Correct. And if I need to, I want to, you know, have dinner with my kids every night and work at, from nine to 11, that's my prerogative, you know? Correct.
1: Yeah. And, and I think what you are saying is kind of Correct. I think the biggest difference between us running our firm and working somewhere else is I'm not sure i work that many less hours, but I do it on my own terms, so I'm not sure I notice it, (laughs) right? I have four kids and I start very, very early in the morning before the kids get up. And I I cook dinner at night with my kids and we use that time to talk, catch up on the day, etc. Now, I could have been chained to a desk, I'll go back to work afterwards, but these things are kind of the choices i decided to make because I want it all, right? I, I want a home life. I want my kids. I want a successful business. I want to be challenged, all these things. And so it's the choices I've decided to make. And, and they work for me. Most people think I'm crazy, but it works for me. And, you know, the joke I always get is people say, how do you manage? I said, who says I manage it? I know, yeah. This is fake. This is a fake face. Uh, <laughs> but jokes aside, it's... It's, you know, you handle what you need to handle and you right. get done what you need to done and you don't waste time and you don't putz around and I just, I get stuff done. And that's the story of the three of us with my partners is we, we get stuff done, but we're super supportive of each other and we backstop each other. And so it kind of works And so I, you know, I get to do this every day and I love it. Um, and it's a job. I can't believe it's a job. Uh, they, well, it's a job. Um, and so it's very, very rewarding. But, you know, I never would have picked it 25 years ago that I'd be sitting here with my own company. It's nuts to me. Well, look,
0: I mean, I think you got like, this is what I love about this podcast is so people can hear what other women have done to make it work for themselves. Right. It's like, right. look, you played along in the patriarchy for a while. All three of you did, you know, yep. and you know, we you know getting higher and higher, but after a while you're like, you know what, this doesn't work for me and my family and how I want my life to run. So we're going to do the exact same thing as you guys do, but we're going to do it together from a woman's perspective, advice for women by women and. You know, women showing other women how it can be done, and you know, also for women to know that, like, this is an industry. That you need to get into, if you're interested in it, it can work for you. You know, it might be hard in the beginning, but all everything is hard in the beginning. You know, it is ever easy. easy. Yeah, it's never easy. Like it's work. It's called work. You know, yes. <laughs> but yeah. if you could get to the point where you're passionate about it, you control your your life and your hours and what you who you want to work with, and uh, you know, then you can get to a better place. You know, yes. for you and your family. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Look and. I've worked across a lot of different banks, as have my partners, and we're forever grateful. I wouldn't change a thing. I, my life was crazy, and I remember plenty of times where I canceled dinners on my spouse, and they'd be waiting, and i never show up. And I remember those times, and they were hard. They were really hard. But, you know, there was a lot of good times. I remember when I had my first child at Morgan Stanley, I was young. Very young by standards, in but women didn't have kids that young. And it was really interesting because the assumption was, well, you're going to go offline because um, you're having a child. I'm like, what the heck's offline? What does that mean? The guys in my group were terrific. They're like, you know, dad, you know, we kind of reschedule things around so you don't have to travel. So you don't have to because I'm the back end of my pregnancy. I was like, you guys rock. You're awesome. And they all rallied around and they made it work for me. Um, They really did, and it's a true credit to the group and uh, where I where I came from. And a lot of those people have remained mentors to me. But it it is very funny when you see. All these guys, because it's a very male-dominated group, they're all holding my little baby when I come in. And here's the thing, it never occurred to me to think anything other than that was normal. But I look back now and I'm like, what were you thinking? Taking your giving. It's insane to me. But I did it anyway. And I think, you know, I've had three kids across three different bulge bracket banks. Mm-hmm. And I just did it. Because this is what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. And I, I'll ask for, you know, I don't ask for permission. I just do it my own way. And if there's a message for women, particularly in finance, is if you're good at your job, you do it your own way. And, and you don't need to ask and say, hey, this kind of... No, you do it your own way. And people will meet you where you are if, if you push and you just don't accept anything less than what you're worth and what you're capable of accepting, and I can't speak for another industry, only my own and my business partners. I'm not sure their experience married, you know, matched mine, but that's my experience. And you know, I've gotten where I am now, four kids later, and I and I'm still doing it my own way, and and it works for me. And I think you know, women sometimes have problems with that is thinking. Um, or they second guess or they, they question the decisions in backward looking instead of just say, I'm just going to do it my own way. Trust my gut. Women have amazing guts yeah, when amazing, it comes to yeah. the Incredible. Yeah. Trust your gut and just do, it. Right. <laughs> just do it. And everyone else can just needs to keep up with you.
0: Exactly. And, you know, especially now, I mean, when you were doing it was a little much long, you know, like when people weren't aware, like you had to hide yeah. the fact that you were having a kid and, and pregnant and God forbid, you know, the baby or that, you know, I remember like when my kids were like two or three going, um, no, there must've been like two. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to leave early to go trick-or-treating with my kids. By the way, early was like four. And they're like, oh, that must be nice. I'm like, what? <laughs> Oh my God! I mean, yeah. like, I feel sad for you for not doing that or experiencing yeah. that. Like you don't get that. Like you get that for like six, seven years. They don't do it forever. You That's know? right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and we of that stuff. Okay, so yeah. let's talk about your partners. All right, so you're in a male, super male dominated industry. Yep. You guys all were working within the patriarchy. And then after a while, you're like, you know what? This is not working for us. Let's go build our own matriarchal system where we can use all of our collective experience doing the same thing and make it work for us. But, you know, everyone talks about how women don't get along and they, you know, how do you, like, how do you, how did you choose your partner? It sounds like you guys have known each other forever. Like, and how do you divide and conquer um, doing the different, you know, things that you need to do to make your business run?
1: Right. And you said something really perceptive in there is that I have found historically, particularly in banking, there's two kinds of women. There's the women that will do whatever they can to help you get ahead. Whatever it takes, they will put themselves out, out there. They've paved the way. And I have two partners like that. There is definitely this kind of women that says, well, I worked really hard, so you have to work even harder. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're not always supporting. They're not. That's just the way it is. So the trick is to find uh, the partners like mine um, and not the partners like the other. And I think for the three of us, um, you know, June and I started the business back in 09, And we are complete opposites. There is no two opposite people than the two of us at all. Um, and that hasn't changed. We are still complete opposites. And I think, um, you know, people ask how do, how do we survive all this time? We don't argue. We don't fight. We figure shit out. And, and I think it's because we tend to focus on what we have in common with each other and we don't worry about the rest of it and the, and where we if we disagree on things, we somehow figure out how to meet in the middle. And, you know, June t- sent me, she was traveling a couple of days ago. She'd probably kill me if she heard this. Then she <laughs> sent me a text and she uh, she said, I saw, and I was watching TV and I saw this, this comment come up and says, um, you're short on the sugar. You you need a little bit more sugar. I was like, are you saying I need that? And she goes, no, I was thinking I need that to make me look a little tougher. And that's kind of the, the our relationship is that, you know, um, she's much more in, in marketing. And when we built the firm, it was on the basis. She would do more of the travel. So she did a lot more of marketing and sales because I had the youngest kids and her kids were older than mine. And so I would stay back and I was the doer. And so I would, I would get the stuff done. And so over time, you know, you end up with different functions along that way is that she's always the outbound. If you're in sales, you know, there, there's a personality for that. And it's a really hard job. And she traveled a lot. Versus mine as the doer, I always looked at it as a more adversarial job is because I'm always trying to make people do things I don't want to do, or they're trying to make me do stuff I don't want to do. Um, in order because I do a lot more of the negotiations, a lot more, you know, whether it's vendors, whether it's clients, whatever it is, I'm on the person trying to get stuff done. And that process is never consensual all the time. Sometimes, you know, you have agreements and you don't get along and you're arguing over things. And so it's a tougher job. And so we've gotten over time, you know, when something comes up, we don't agree. I find that my position is always going to be the hard position, the tough position, and she'll get me off that position. And she's the opposite. She's way, way too nice. And so okay. I've, I'll bring the edge. And then we come up with a solution that ultimately is a better answer. Um, <laughs> yeah. it always the better answer. And then we, we picked up, um, Lisa joined us about five years ago. Um, and I've known her almost as long as I've been in the United States. And so she kind of meets us in the middle. And uh, we'll come down depending on either one. We'll, we'll go either way. But the three of us, even today, we are inc- incredibly good friends. And we're very, very fortunate. Is there my, we're each other's support system. Mm-hmm. Um every day, we're each other's support system. And I think what's incredible about them is that no matter how busy we are, we always assume the other two are busier than us. And so we always feel the need to say, do you need some help? (laughs) Is there anything I can do for you? And even though we're all working really horrible hours, it's like, is there something I can do for you? And then I'm thinking, we're all equally busy, but it's the sign of the giving and and the sign that they how much they appreciate and value Mm -hmm. our contribution. And they constantly thinking, what can I do to make your life better? And I think that's when you find women like that, it's you if you find them, you you hold on to them real tight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look,
0: you just um I mean, that's it's very true. But I also think that um, women are more like pleasers and community driven and always want to make sure that, you know, Everybody is is okay, right? You know, right. and so you can use that to your advantage, um, and then kind of like playing off that same thing. You know, you were saying, and you know, look, I negotiate for a living, and some of my clients are like, you know, don't be mean, and I was like, okay, you can't be nice in negotiation, or you're not going to oh, get anything you want. <laughs> Like I'm I'm not being mean. I'm not telling them to go F themselves, but I'm saying like, this is what we want. Okay. And you have to be. And then right after that, this Harvard study came out and it's like, you think you can be nice in a negotiation and get what you want? No, you cannot. It's a negotiation. And so one of the things that drives me crazy is all these, like, I'm going to tell you all these ways to negotiate. And it's like the first thing and tip a negotiation is if you're, if you're trying to be too nice, hire somebody to do it for you. Correct. Correct. No.
1: Exactly. Correct. You, you need to understand how far you're prepared to go. Yeah. And I'm perfectly happy saying no. Um, and I will say no. And I don't care if you don't like it. It's, I will say no. And I'm willing to push. And I'm kind of used to the confrontation. Um, because if you think about it, you know, buying and selling companies, companies, whether it's capital, it doesn't matter what it is. If there's two parties involved... By definition, you know I don't know the whole cambayar whether you ever can get something and everything is total roses. I often find on most deals, everyone's super unhappy on the day of close because um, no one got exactly what they wanted yeah, and they yeah. all the other person got more than what they should. It inevitably works out that way, but th- but then they figure it out and, and life goes on. Yeah. But the whole point, if you think about it, you're an attorney. The whole point of contracts and paper. It's when something goes wrong. You don't don't need it when everything's gone right. I mean, you're not getting it. Yeah. No one looks at it when things are great. The only time you pull out contracts is when something's not working. Yeah. And and so, you know, we advise our clients on every deal. Focus on the divorce. Focus on what happens if it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to deal with it because, you know, it feels uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to begin a relationship that way. But inevitably, it saves their bacon. And I'd love a dime. Another time I'd be a very rich woman is for all the time we've cleaned up someone else's mess. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't do it. Yeah. They well, didn't do yeah.
0: it. From my perspective, it's like representing women who come and they're like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't really hire an attorney to do my executive agreement or this contract or my, you know, business managers or accountants say they have forms. I'm like, there's no such form this thing
1: as a form Correct. for a contract. No, there is nothing. There yeah, is you nothing. can hire
0: people you know, that you pay by the hour or you pay a salary and not have to do an executive employment agreement, but there's no such thing as a form for a contractor agreement. There's no such thing for a form for a co-founder agreement. I'm sure you three Correct. negotiated one. And I see often in some of these women's blogs, it's like, does anyone have a form for a co-founder? I'm like, you're getting married to somebody right now. <laughs> like, There's actual implications if yes. something happened to you, your spouse... Like if you don't take care of it, could take this stuff. Like, you know, and it's like, these are things that you need to pay somebody to negotiate. Correct. Correct.
1: And that is right on the money. And I think, you know, in retrospect, I didn't appreciate this at the time, but I certainly do now is that if you're, A, everything's got to peep. And we pay for everything, Um, primarily, which shouldn't surprise you. We help companies buy and sell. So we take our own advice. So we did that. And we were lucky. It wasn't particularly adversarial or anything because, you know, my partner, you know, June was like, well, if it's good for you, it must be good for me Uh, because we're both in this. We're going to be partners in this. And, you know, we don't have to look at it. I don't know the last time I looked at it. It's not something we focus on. Um, And irrespective, today, we just figure stuff out between us. I think what I would say is that going back, what I didn't appreciate, and I I do now, is the value of having a partner, Mm -hmm. a good partner. Um, It's almost like the dating before you get married concept, is that we had worked across three firms together already. And same with Lisa, we had been across three firms already. And so I've known these women for a very long time. It makes great partnerships. When you think that, and it's not, I didn't sit down at the time and say, well, is she gonna be a great partner? We're gonna get, I didn't do that. Um, And so I'm just lucky as a result because I would advise people to do that. (laughs) Make sure you understand who your partner is. And I would go a step further and say, um, don't go into business with someone who's like you
0: they have yeah, to be I think that's very key i did that and we like we you know we've got into business with each other and realized that we were too much alike like no one wanted to do the other oh stuff gosh. and like last night we like hung out for like three hours drinking you know and had a great time because we're too much alike <laughs> like you know yeah and it was like okay wait we can't really get like the job done because neither of us wants to do that stuff know. and
1: you just hit it on the head Is um, And I didn't appreciate any of this, so it's not like I was super smart about it. I was just super lucky about it, is that um, the partnership, I think part of the reason it works, we're very different, but we perform very different functions. And part of the reason it works is her job, I don't want her job. Her job's horrible and she hates my job. Um, And that's why it works is because the value to me in your partnership is defined in part by what I don't want to do but it's still getting done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I don't have to do that part. And she loves it. And so, and we meet in the middle. So it's not always black and white, but I'm very much, if you're going to go into business with someone, you make it um, almost specialized functions, right? You're going to do this and I'm going to do this. And if you want it to survive, don't sit there and second guess whether they're contributing more than you. Because if you go down that path, you'll always think you do the most. Yeah. So don't do it. Don't do it. Always focus on well, what are they doing and would I prefer to do it myself? And the answer usually to that is no. Yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> yeah. it's no. That job, I don't want her job. I mean, June traveled for so many years, so many business trips all year round. And I couldn't do it. I had I had four small children and it just I, I couldn't do it. But and and but she at the same time hated the execution role and the deliverable and the yeah, spreadsheets God. and the running the company, all of those things. And it's so exhausting, and it's, it's exhausting
0: being the one to say no all the time too. It's just oh like, oh, my God, always bad cop. You're just like,
1: okay, I got it. You hate right, me. Right. It's, like, I'm exactly. yeah. it's like, why do I always have to be the one that says no all the time? Yeah. <laughs> so no. It's funny. We had a client a few years ago on a deal and uh, he said, you know, Dad, when I want to feel good about life, I'll call June if I want to hear how it really is. I'll call you. Yeah, like it's kind of like this. uh, It's the simple, but I hang up the phone. I'm like, why do I just have to be the bad guy? Why can't I? Why can't it be the one in the super cape, you know, hero costume? Sometimes it's, but it's someone's got to do it, Um, and it works. So Lisa kind of falls in. She's, you know, she's probably we're probably more alike than she is with June. But again, she brings something completely diverse to the table. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you can coexist without treading on each other's toes. And there's never any merit to question contribution. Because how do you measure different functions that you don't want to do? Yeah. Uh, you, you can't, there's no price tag on it. And well, so as a result, it's worked. Little did I know that's how it was going to be.
0: Well, and also you, I mean, it, it goes to show that... Look, there are a lot of these companies um, started by very young female founders, and that's awesome, and it's amazing, and it's innovative, just like there are male. But some of the issues that they got into recently with the toxic work environment and stuff was the yeah. lack of experience in running yeah. companies. And your thing with June, even though you are contemporaries, she obviously had children at a different time than you did. She did and And so it goes like there's a lot to be said for hiring a more experienced kind of Gen X woman whose kids are kind of oh. out and the house and helping out you, who's kind of starting out, kind of helping yeah. legitimize um, your experience and your company a little bit, you know, because it says a lot, but also being there, you know, when it's like, yeah, if the kids are out of the house, it's like, yeah, I would travel a lot more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, being able to be there for you when you're starting out your family. So, you know, that intergenerational kind of thing, yeah. not to say that that's what you guys are or you ladies are, but, you know, it's a good point to like, for people to think of when they're starting companies.
1: Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it's the whole combination of, you know, just being smart that if there's things you want to do, you can do them. You just got to be smart about how you get there, and and you don't always have to take the standard path that other people take. What well, works for them works for them. It doesn't mean it has to work for you. And being adaptable and thinking it through, well, can I get what I want? by taking a, a different approach to it. And that's where I, I've been fortunate. And, and now my kids are a little older. Um, and so I can manage a, a lot better um, with, the, with their ages and with travel, et cetera. But it's for the past however many years we've been in business, You know, we are so seamless as a firm that nobody really realizes who does what from an outward speaking, looking in. Because we can finish each other's sentences. We go on vacation together. Our spouses are friends. Our kids are friends. Our kids used to go trick-or-treating together when they were smaller, you know, my kids to the older kids. And it was it was a different, it's a different vibe. And when you have that, you know, this job is a lot of fun. It is. And I get up every day. I can't believe, I can't believe I get to do this every day and call it a career and call it a job. It's crazy to me because I, I fundamentally... Love it. And, yeah. and, you know, I have a, a daughter now who's a senior um, and is looking at going into finance. And, and I hope she sticks with it because she's going to go into it not appreciating that it is a totally male-dominated field. <laughs> she has no idea um, because she hasn't been raised to think that way. And so she's going to go on. And if she's lucky, she'll get to me and not appreciate it till she's older. Mm-hmm. right? Because I didn't appreciate it at all. I just, uh, you know, lack of awareness. Maybe I worked too many hours. Uh, Is there a lack of awareness to, to get to where I am um, and look back? And I think sometimes I made those decisions. If I had thought about it some more, I may not have made it. Um, if I had more greater awareness, I was just so focused on doing what I wanted to do and just never occurred to me that I wouldn't be able to have it. It just yeah. didn't.
0: It, yeah, right? there is something about that ignorance to it too. But I feel like the Gen Z population is so much more aware of all yeah. of the glass ceiling and all the basically the you know harassment and discrimination yeah. and everything that it's like you know they're going to notice it quicker but hopefully not accept it right and it shouldn't yeah. be acceptable and it, shouldn't, it was never acceptable when we were coming to these businesses but it happened and it still happens in many businesses yeah. the music industry being one of them and you know but we don't need to let it and you know, thankfully she has you and, you know, we have this college roommate mom network now instead of just network to help each other. Like she, she, maybe she doesn't want advice from her mom, but maybe from your, you know, two co-founders she can go to. And, and you know, there's so many women. I mean, that's what this podcast is all about is for women like her to like, and you know, of all generations, but like for her to be like, okay, these are the women I like their careers. I want to emulate them. I can see how it goes. I can see what not to do. Yeah. Take the what not to do's. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's there's, there's, there's plenty of those. <laughs> yes, yes. we all make a share of mistakes. Yes, <laughs> way, yes. and it's all good. But you know, I remember. When I was going into college, you know, my dad had said to me, and it never stuck with me because, you know, I didn't particularly get along with my dad. But, you know, he said to me, you know, how are you going to survive in a man's world? And I was going to, you know, at the time I was going to be a tax lawyer, right? Because I didn't really know anything about banking. And, you know, I kind of was very dismissive of it because it's a very, I grew up with a very um, stereotypical household. Um, which hasn't really changed in the last 25 years. And so it's it's interesting that as I, I look back through those steps, um, for anyone who doesn't have that mentality coming in, it's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing when you feel like you have a blank piece of paper. And if you're ambitious um, and you're smart um, and you want to get ahead, to not have that kind of baggage over your looking over your shoulder, there's a level of freedom with that. And, I just think women, if you can find particularly females who are decisive, they're smart, they're willing to take some risk, they can achieve anything, mm-hmm. anything that they want to achieve in this world. And that's the incredible message I try when I talk to other, to women and entrepreneurs, that's always my message is don't let people tell you what you can't do. Oh, no. Right? no, no, no. I'm not interested in that. I, let, I only want to know what you, how you can help me. I'm not interested in you telling me what I can't do. Right. All right. So if you're not going to help me get ahead, and get out of my way. And I'm a little bit of, of that mentality. And, you know, that makes us a little mean sometimes, JJ. It makes us That's a little fine, mean. That's
0: fine, though. <laughs> we don't have to be all nice and sweet. You know, I'm loving all these new articles coming out how toxic positivities can be toxic. Like, we don't have to be that. We don't have to be like, oh, we all
1: get along. Like,
0: we are different. Just because we're all women doesn't mean we're the same. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. Exactly. And I think that, you know, women, and this was a little bit of baking growing up, that if you have a a little bit of an edge um you know people look at you differently than if a guy's got a little bit of an edge yeah and, and sure. I don't think that's changed that hasn't changed over time I think that still exists I just don't care yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I don't stranger. care. I'm I right. don't care. Exactly. It's not going to help me get further ahead. Um, it's not going to help me get through my day. And I still got all this shit on my plate and it's not going anywhere yeah. until I do it. And so that's fine. I just find sometimes it's a more efficient way of getting from A to B. And I always say, you know, sometimes if I could think of a nicer way to say it in the time I have, then I would. But I don't. And so sometimes I just got to get it out and I just got to move on. And, you know, June says, you know, I, she says, I can't believe sometimes you get away with some of the stuff you say. And I was just like, it's just efficient. And then it's like, what, what I say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I like,
0: Yeah. If you're a man, people are like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. I think that's
1: right. Yeah, they, no, that's
0: def- right. it's definitely right. Because in the positions I've held in power, like I was definitely, you know, held to a different standard than the man yeah. sitting next to me who could say all the same things, but I was expected to be a little different, you know? Yes, yeah. yes. Lots of double that's, standards, which we that's, can that's, go it's on a shame. forever. I know it's a shame. And, you know, hopefully they're changing because the more you talk about them and there's campaigns, it's like, oh, uh, you know, uh, she's bossy, but he's assertive. And, you know, he, <laughs> she's emotional, but he's passionate. And it's like, it's the same thing.
1: <laughs> I well,
0: anyway. I think
1: we're, um, we're, we're passionate and assertive. <laughs> exactly. So
0: look, I mean, um, I know that you have a full day ahead of you and you, you know, we could keep talking to you all day. I, you know, I don't know if what you just said is maybe the worst advice you've ever received, which is from your father, but I ask everybody at the end, what is the worst advice you've ever received? Um,
1: um, probably, you know, the best is you'll ever have her in high school. That's such a load of shit. I mean, I am now having the most fun in my career than I've ever had in my life. I think I, I feel blessed. I feel lucky. Um, so whoever says that, so I never tell my kids that. I actually think high school is some of the worst years of your life. I know, right? As <laughs> you get older, you're more experienced, you're more confident, yeah. and with them comes a complete freedom. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I wouldn't go back to high school for all the money in the world. You can pay me enough money to go back. Uh, and so that's, you know, they say that, but not for me.
0: Yeah, I don't know anybody who says that because I can't imagine being doing that. Yeah.
1: Well, me and you both,
0: right? <laughs> exactly. Deb, thank you so much for being on here. I'm sure everyone's going to learn so much. If somebody wants to contact you, how do they do that? Are you comfortable?
1: <laughs> You can go on, I'm on LinkedIn, but you can go onto our website at centercapgroup.com. My contact info is on there. My partner's contact info is on there. Any woman wants to chat anytime and get some unsolicited advice, how to be passionate and assertive, feel free to reach
0: out. I love it. Thank you so much. Everyone else, thank you for tuning into this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. Until next time, I'm Jennifer Justice.